0: to the Eccentric Section Podcast with your hosts, Breezy Get'em and Jody Bro. So on today's podcast, boys, we're joined by a man that's hated by many, but loved by us. A man that's bringing violence to IWC and all the other promotions around town. He is the Neon Tarantino, Derek
1: Dillinger. What's going on, Derek? Nothing much. How are you guys doing?
0: Well, dude. We're doing good, man. I was doing good until John just pulled up this big-ass, oversized, comical fucking crunch bar. Just uh, He he already knew Derek was coming, so he had to fucking pull this bullshit. I mean, we could have just lost the interview immediately after that bullshit.
1: I think right off the cuff, we have to address this candy bar situation. Because I've been listening for weeks. And it's been pissing me off.
0: All right, dog. So we got to get right to the nitty and gritty, then. Wait a second.
2: We did 45 episodes last year. With 12 current or former champions, and all anyone cares about is fucking candy. parts and yeah, chicken wings. candy, man. And chicken wings. I listened to them all. Before I
1: came to IWC, I didn't know anything that was going on. And I told Cody this. I was trying to figure out current storylines, so I just binge watched your guys or listened to your show.
3: Fuck yeah, we, man. We appreciate that. That's man. a
0: smart man right there, ladies and gentlemen. He's <laughs> a
3: smart man. <laughs>
0: So what's your uh, candy bar dilemma? What 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 arguments do you bring to the table in this debate? Right, so I'm
1: bringing I'm bringing to the table the most untouchable top tier candy bar, and that's going to be the Reese's Holiday Edition. It doesn't matter if it's a Christmas tree, a pumpkin, an Easter egg. It has that holiday magic sprinkled into it, so it's the best. Throw Let's them see. boys in the freezer. Top tier, eight nothing nothing. What I tell no you, suckers, you guys chocolate. all try
0: to tell me the normal fucking Reese's cups compared to the holiday, and they don't.
1: Uh, I like the white chocolate. White chocolate's the best, right. but you can even with regular chocolate. That milk chocolate's good. This Did you fuck see fuck the new you. big cups with peanut brittle in them? Nah, that's too much. That's too much. Now that's changing the changing the uh, ingredients. <laughs> the, okay, they,
0: they okay. want to be Take Five so bad. So I gotta ask you too. We gotta rate. From fucking worst to best out of Crunch Bar, Heath Bar,
1: and Carmelo Bar. All right. So Crunch Bar, Crunch Bar is terrible. That's like old people candy bars. Well, we were yeah. talking about it yesterday. That's not the worst candy bar. So Crunch Bar is terrible. Uh Carmel Carmelo's good. is good. So do we go? Crunch bar, terrible. Heath bar is like chewing rocks. Um and Carmelo, that's a straight caramel. Yeah, so what's
3: the worst
1: fire. candy bar? Worst candy bar is, like, Mounds. That's, like, some old-ass people candy. Like what about uh, Almond Joy? They're they're in the same boat. They have the same kind of design.
3: Them Johns are pretty much the same exact thing, if you ask me. Like, keep them both the fuck out of there, you know what I mean? I like Almond
2: Joy, too. (laughs) Mm -mm. Oh, my God, John. Get the fuck out (laughs) of this podcast,
3: dog. Yeah, John, you look like you fucking like Almond Joys, man.
0: (laughs) You
2: say fuck. I fucking hate all of you. <laughs> Except Derek. I ain't mad at Derek yet. No, because you don't mean, want that Derek that to beat that, you up.
3: <laughs> no, that,
1: now that you said that, you do look like you like Almond Joy. Like, so you do, <laughs> too, bro.
3: Son of a bitch, man.
0: <laughs> so, it's a fucking new year. We had to set the tone right, making you our first guest to let everybody know we want all the fucking smoke this year, just like you want all the smoke. Um, typically, any interview we conduct... We always start out with the most generic questions. Like you said, you listen, you know how we operate. Um, I'll start out though, is what's your first memory of professional wrestling?
1: Um, first memory, obviously I'm an only child. So like I grew up real fucking weird, right? So like I didn't have like brother or sister to talk to. So like I just watched wrestling. My dad had me watch wrestling and like my dad worked a lot. So he used to take me to wrestling shows. And like my dad was really good boys with um, one of the local promoters here. So we would just always go to wrestling shows. So, like, I used to watch, like, like I'm telling you, like, I'm, like, five years old going to these independent shows watching this wrestling, and it just hooked me since. But my favorite memory, probably, I'm a big ECW guy, and if Zach Nystrom listens to this, he's going to give me shit because I always say it. Um, big fan of ECW. Um, but my favorite memory is I was watching ECW, late 90s. I talked to you about this a little bit yesterday. Um, big Tammy Cinch fan, right? So my mom's watching me watches VHS tape and Tammy comes running out and my mom's like, what is she doing here? That's Sonny from the WWF. And I'm like, Oh, she's in this promotion. And she's like, well, we're not going to let you watch this because she's in lingerie and you're only eight years old. So that's my favorite memory.
0: <laughs> that's a respect. <laughs> you, you've met her a couple of times too. How have
1: those experienced, have you got to share that story with her? Oh, I told her, um, I told her, and then I was, like, trying to slide the moves onto her, and she just wasn't about it. Um, she, I asked her to uh, commentate one of my matches. So she commentated me versus Matt Justice, and I got real fucked up during that match. And at the end of the match, she uh, came up to me, and she's like, well, you're an actual pro wrestler. Um, I'm sorry. I was mean to you. Um, and that was an ECW match. You guys both were me ECW wrestlers. So that's pretty rad.
0: Yeah, no, that is, man. Sick. Good shit. So you kind of already touched on the next question about what about independent wrestling. I just got to touch on that, that almost every guest we have is like, I didn't know nothing about independent wrestling. And it's just crazy. Cause like you started
1: out at five years old is wild to me. Um, yeah. I like, that's how I grew up, dude. Like I, like I said, storyline wise, I sort of fell off with IWC because like I'm wrestling and I'm like, wasn't following the product. But when I was a little kid, I legit dead ass used to watch IWC VHS tapes and um, like people like super hentai, like uh, Orion, like that's, those are just going to say,
0: that's why you're bullying guys. I don't even know about.
1: Yeah. Like I've watched these guys on VHS tapes, bro. So like I'll fight them all. I don't care how old they are. I'll fight all these old bastards.
0: (laughs) So what led to your decision on being trained and who were you trained by? I actually already know the answer, but still spill the beans for the rest of the people.
1: Um, so like, I wanted to be trained by the guy that my dad was friends with, but he got sick. His name was JT lightning. Um, he had like cancer. Like, I don't know if you guys know who Hannah is. Hannah Haas. That's her dad. Um, so JT got sick, um, eventually passed away, but he told me to follow AIW. Um, so like I talked to John Thorne for it from AIW and he's like, dude, we don't have a wrestling school. Talk to this guy. So he pushed me off to another promotion uh, to a guy named Jeff Traxler and he's out of Valeria here. And I started getting trained at his school. It was like at this old abandoned YMCA, bro. Like it was like the worst. Like I'd have to drive like an hour away from my house. Um, And then all of a sudden Ricky Shane Page was there. And um, I'm the only person there, bro. And so Ricky just trains me just one-on-one. So like for like a year prior to anybody else. And before him, he opened his own school, he trained me just straight up one-on-one. So like he beat the shit out of me for like ever. Um, But he's my guy. Um, So that led to – let led to our, friend, uh, our friendship from Facebook, um, your big Atticus Coger guy. Ricky trained Atticus. Ricky trained me. When Atticus was getting trained, Ricky was real hurt. So I was in the ring with Atticus and Otis a lot when they were first starting.
0: Dude, I, I got to ask Ricky what the fuck's the problem, though. Why ain't you in 440, dog? <laughs> the fuck, RSP? I mean, like, my, my gear is green and black, right? Yeah, exactly. You are already fit in the role. Um, how many years have you been wrestling?
1: Um, I it's been like, I want to say like nine years, like nine years I've been wrestling, I think. So like 10 years with that year of training,
0: I'm oh, old, dude up, up until this point, what's like a moment you hold nearest and
1: dearest to your heart. Uh so my dad's favorite wrestler is Shane Douglas. And just from the pandemic, like it had to be his first show back. John Thorne booked Shane Douglas to wrestle me. And he just told, like, I posted a picture of me and Shane Douglas when I was a little-ass kid on Facebook or something. And Thorn thought it was hilarious, so he had up Douglas to wrestle me. And he told me, the when he told me about the match, he's like, yo, he's like, make sure your dad had a ticket to the show. And I'm like, all right, whatever, he'll come. And then he showed the match to me, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be rad. So watching my dad, not knowing I was wrestling Shane Douglas, wrestle Shane Douglas and beat Shane Douglas, and watching him in the crowd, like, lose his mind was pretty dope. And then, like, he met him, and um, the the conversation they had was sweet. Yeah, that was super dope.
0: Uh, You being known for your violent style that not only puts your opponents in a great deal of pain all the time, but it also puts you at risk multiple times. One, has that always been your style? And two, if it hasn't, how did you evolve into that style?
1: (laughs) Up until probably – Around the pandemic is when I sort of reinvented myself. Um, I was just like a dude that was like cool and complacent with wrestling. Like I would like I was in a tag team a lot. But then I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do like comedy spots and try to get people to laugh. But then I realized like that's not me. Like, like I'm ready to die. Like, I don't care. Like, I love violence. So I just want to be a violent wrestler. Like, I'm not a deathmatch wrestler, but I just want to be a violent wrestler. Have
0: you ever thought about getting into the death match scene?
1: I've done them. I've done a bunch of them, but it's just not my life. Like I see like how Eric Ryan gets all cut up and I see like Eddie only gets all cut up. I'm like, those are my boys. And like, I respect it. And like, there's good death match wrestling, but I just don't want to be like a poser and be like, Oh, I'm a death match guy. Like I'll wrestle and get violent. And if I bleed, I bleed, but I'm not like throwing that death match flag. I think that's like, I think that's, like, poser-ish, and I don't want to be a poser.
2: No, I got that for sure. Do you uh, think if you were trained by someone other than Ricky Shane Page, you would have gone to a different style, or do you think this is just who you are? Um, I, it's
1: definitely who I am. Like, So Ricky trained me, like, the basis of wrestling, um, but then, like, this is going to sound real crazy, and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to help our story here. Matt Justice also trained me. So, like, I was trained by Ricky Shane Page and Matt Justice. When Matt trained me, he was just coming out of the WWE. He was in like an FCW for a while. So he came and started training me and he were doing like all these wild, like, you know, wrestling sequence drills. Like Matt now is crazy and he'll hit you in the head with the steel chair. But when he trained me, it was just all about the basics of wrestling. And he taught me a lot of like psychological stuff that didn't kick in until like 10 years later.
2: Okay. I got you.
0: With that violent style that you carry, though, like I said, you put yourself at risk. Have you occurred any injuries throughout your career that are really like over the top you want to talk
1: about yeah um so this is before like or this is my first injury i ever got so like five matches in i'm wrestling in like bumfuck west virginia like
3: oh yeah it's
1: like more dude there's more fans in the crowd than there is teeth like it is the worst (laughs) i had to like drive like five hours to the show And it was, like, in the schoolhouse. It looked like it was, like, a trap house. And there was, like, no running water, no heat. So I roll up, and they're like, all right, you're going to wrestle Keith Haught. I'm like, sweet. That's cool. I don't know who this guy is. So we're having this match. And all of a sudden, this, this dude, like, Keith, like, I like him. He throws this CM Punk kick, like, you know, that head kick he does. But Keith's leg didn't get up to my head. He just cracked me right in the arm. And in the match, I was like, oh, shit, that hurt real bad. And so, like... I'm wrestling. I finished the match. Me and Matt Justice are driving back home. And like West Virginia is like full of fucking hills. So like I'm driving and my hand just starts going real numb. So like I have to keep picking it up and putting it on the steering wheel because it's falling off, falling off. So I get back into Cleveland like fucking hours later. Matt's pissed off because I'm driving like an asshole, but my hand hurts. Um, and I like as the drive as I'm driving, I'm like, dude, I think I'm fucked up. And Matt's like, what are you? A pussy, bro? Like, you just got a little bruise. Like you're <laughs> not. it's not broken. There's no bone sticking out of it. So then the next day I go and get promo pictures. It's me and Ricky. So like we're getting these pictures and I can't put my elbow pad over my arm, like I can't pull that shit. And so I'm like, dude, my arms fucked. And Ricky's like, oh man, you're just being a little bitch. And he starts like punching me in my arm. And so I drive all the way back out to McKeesport the next day to wrestle at PWX. And like, so we have this match. I wrestle, I drive back home, still complaining about my fucking arm. And the next day, like, I used to work in radiology, like, at a hospital around here. So I rolled up to the hospital, and I asked this girl. I'm like, yo, I'm like, take an x-ray in my arm. I think it's messed up. My one bone was completely snapped in half. Oh, and holy she's like, fuck. shit. She's like, not both of them, because there's two. Just the one was. And she's like, when did this happen? I'm like, Friday night. And she goes, it is Sunday evening. That bone could have ripped through your skin. And I go, well, I wrestled a whole yeah. match with it. And I wrestled a no match with it.
3: Oh, shit. And she, goes,
1: she goes, you're fucking stupid. And she's like, you need a <laughs> cast on your arm right now. So that's how I started my wrestling, bro, with a broken arm. Fuck yeah, dude. Wow. <laughs> but my favorite, yo, so my favorite uh, injury just happened with Matt Justice. So you you guys seen him at IWC. Matt Justice is a maniac, bro. Yeah. So we're wrestling, and he loves ECW. I love ECW. So he tells me, he's like, I'm going to give you a chair shot, and then I'm going to stab the chair at you. I'm like, all right, rad. So this dude gives me the hardest chair shot I've ever had in my fucking <laughs> life, bro. So you guys play Grand Theft Auto, right? You know when you're drunk, it's like all fucking like shaky. Yeah,
3: yeah. that's how
1: my vision was like for a second. Oh, he gives me this chair and then I'm fucking like, oh, I'm fucked up, and all of a sudden I look and the chair's flying in my face. This dude <laughs> like, the fuck out of me, bro. So then, like immediately, like I'm bleeding. So like my, I have this big scar over my nose now. So like my nose is fucking bleeding from this, bleeding out of my nostrils. And then my eye, like under my eye, it's like real fucking hot. Um, so like I look at Ziggy because she's my manager in AIW. I go, yo, I'm real fucked up. I'm like, does it look cool? And she's like freaking out. Like she's pale <laughs> as fuck. She's pale as fuck. Her face was even whiter. And she's looking at me like you're real messed up. And I'm like nah, bro. I'm gonna fucking fight this fight this out because I'm not a bitch. So then Matt, like, throws me over the guardrail, and we're fighting. And, like, I'm bleeding so bad, I can't see. So he hits me, and I just grab him. And I go, bro, I can't see. And I shove him off, and he hits me again, just hard as fuck. So (laughs) I still fuck, man. I chop this dude in the throat. Like, I I chop him in the throat as hard as I can. And I go, I can't see. And then he forearms me
3: back, and he goes, let's go, baby. And then we just start fighting. That's what I'm fucking <laughs> yo. That's hype as shit. My man was in the fucking moment. <laughs> Holy shit! He, ah,
1: straight look at me and goes, "Let's go, baby." And he hits the, We start fighting. I'm like, "Fuck it, fuck." I can't see, uh, so whatever. You're throwing
3: hands at each other. Yo, you were in the moment too, though. You just say, "Yo, does this look cool?" <laughs> <laughs> that was good shit. You had me right there. That was good. <laughs> so, so that kind of correlates
0: with what I was gonna ask you later on in the show was how you said that sort of turned into a shoot fight because you had to defend yourself. H- have you ever had other instances where you had that, like, shoot fights have popped off?
1: Uh, so now, nowadays, like, I don't play that because, like, I've been around enough to know. But, like, when I first started, I was wrestling this dude in Connellsville. And, like, this dude's, like, seven foot tall. He used to wear, like, leather pants. So he looked like he was just wearing a trash bag, right? So he had this like, <laughs> fucking shitty face paint. So we're like, we're wrestling each other. And all of a sudden he starts fucking me up for real. And he starts forearming me directly in the face. Um, And I started bleeding and I was just like a little bitch then. So I didn't, I took it. I was like, okay, whatever, this is wrestling. And then when I got in the back, Matt Tremont pulled me aside and he was like, don't you ever let anybody fucking hit you like that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just a little fucking green bean asshole. So that was uh, the only shoot fight I've ever been in, but I let it happen. But I don't play that now. I got you.
0: So when you aren't hurting people, you sometimes, you know, help the occasional wrestler out by training them yourself. I was wondering how long have you been
1: training? Um, I say probably over the past four years, I've been training a lot. I help out a lot at the AIW school. Um, and it's weird. It's real weird to think like I have all these wrestling students that ask me these questions like every single day, bro. I have these wrestling people that are just messaging me like, Hey, Watch my match. Or, hey, I want to do this move. Do you think I can do this move? Or, hey, this is my character. Like, today, I just had one of my students message me a promo. And, like, he's, like, athletic. He's, like, good looking. Like, he's not going to be this character. But he sent me a vignette of him being a crazy person. Like, he was, like, the Joker,
2: right? So Why you talk like- about cool Carter like this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Leave <laughs> so- Rocket Man alone, cocksucker. <laughs>
1: my guy cole carter (laughs) uh so i just told myself i'm like dude no like just be yourself bro like live your life you're not fucking the joker there doesn't need to be 500 jokers in pro wrestling we have enough of those
2: i got when it comes to the gimmicks do you do you have like do you tell them to go more like the realistic route or do like do they is that a thing where they come in you're like i'm gonna be this like weird gimmick and you're like no we have, um, so like the one thing AIW has
1: that's really great is we have a lot of um, like seminar people, like Sanjay Dutt comes through, Chris Hero comes through, um, Arn Anderson came through, like people that like are in like, you know, that are, that are in the majors like NWW or AEW, they tell us, you know, just be yourself. Jeremy Borash talked to me very in depthly about just being myself and turning it up to 10. Um, but you know there's some wrestlers that are stuck in the past where, like, oh, you need to have a gimmick, you need to be uh Do you think n- it also
0: n- depends on how much the person's acting skills like and in believing into their character has a, a part to play, you know. What I mean, like if yeah. there was a Joker-esque character, depending on how corny it comes off or how realistic it is, based off of how much they put into it.
1: Yeah, no, that's it. Like, I mean, we I try to keep people to be realistic. But if they can kill it and be, like, crazy and believable, like, by all means, do that. Make your money. Because if you can make money doing that, that's cool. Like, at the last IWC show, Arthur McArthur was in the 16-bit battle royal or whatever bat, Pittsburgh Classic battle royal with me. I trained him to wrestle. His gimmick is he's an old-timey strong style man or strong man. So he's like a freak show gimmick. So he's cool. He When he came into wrestling training, he was like, I want to be Kurt Angle. And me and the other trainer looked at each other and we're like, "This guy will never be Kurt Angle." So now he's just the strong man, and it's it's pretty over. Like he wrestles every weekend, everywhere, and he makes pretty good money just being, you know, over the top, being a strong guy. I got you.
0: Another question I have with the whole training is like, how does that torch kind of like get passed on? That like that you become a trainer, you know what I mean, or like whoever. Like I don't know how to really even word the question, but.
1: No, I get it. Um, It's just like, I love wrestling a lot. And so like for the AIW school, it was ran by Johnny Gargano. So Gargano and Candice LeRae were running the school for a bit and um, they got signed to WWE and they had to move down to Florida. So when that change happened, they just sort of put whoever was like at the hierarchy that was going to school or going to the school a lot that knew the most, that had a training background and that was Dom Garini. So like Dom, like he's like a, purple belt in jujitsu which is legit for real so he took over the reins there and like me and dom were boys and he would always like bounce ideas off of me and i would always like i wrestled on a lot of really crappy shows and i would just sort of police the locker room and try to be like the leader and like give everyone like feedback like hey this is what you can do wrong this is what you did wrong this way you do better and dom saw that and he's like dude come to the school and help me out so like since then i just been hanging out at the school like showing my worth proving my worth it's where it's like right place, right time. You have to do your tenure. Like, I mean, I think of it like prison, right? If I've never been to prison, but I watched 60 days in, um, you can't become a pod, a pod boss. Just right off the bat. You gotta, you know, pay that time. I got you. I got you.
0: (laughs) So what's something you feel that you may do differently when teaching your students compared to other trainers?
1: Um, I, so I have ADD real bad and I'm dyslexic as fuck. So I don't, I had a hard time knowing my left and right. So I would always do sort of things like breaking it down, like breaking simple movements down um, and doing things in steps. So like, I think a lot of, I have a lot of patience for my students and that's something that like, I just talked to Chris Hero about Chris Hero was like, just be patient. I have a lot of patience and I know how I was trained in certain ways, certain aspects that like sucked for me because I had like a, I don't want to say a disability, but I had a disadvantage. Um, So I don't want to be like that to, kids. So I always like try to give them the benefit of the doubt. But there's good there's days where I play good cop and Dom plays bad cop. And there's definitely days where I'm bad cop and he's good cop because you know, there everyone needs some tough love.
0: I got you. That definitely makes sense. Um who maybe we'll go off of like maybe your top three. Who are some students that have came through you in training that you're most
1: prideful to say like I I train them. Okay. Um, so you watch GCW, right? Or you watch, yeah, you know, GCW. So Joshua Bishop, he's like the top guy in AIW right now. He's like a madman. So he's like a mixture of Mike awesome and Sid vicious. Um, and he's just like this blonde curly hair, just so soaking wet with water. And he's just power bombing fucking people out of the ring. And he's just jet. So like, I helped train with, I, me and Dom helped sort of finish that class off. So like, I helped train him a little bit. So like, I'm very proud of him. Um, there's another guy named Wes Barkley in AIW his character is just like a chicken shit heel. Like I, I keep pitching both of them to IWC cause I feel like you guys would love them. The crowd would love them, but Wes Barkley is another good one. He always asked me for feedback on stuff. Um, and then lastly, it's going to be a tag team, which if Arthur MacArthur listens, I'm very sorry. Um, it's going to be a tag team. So the Bitcoin boys, it's a tag team of Mikey Montgomery and Eric Taylor. They're like, uh, two little skinny flippy guys and they're really good, but you got, you guys also saw members only like last IWC show. I trained them. They're brand new. Um, so they're, they have a good hard road ahead of them, but they'll get it. Anybody that's
0: starting to train right now or thinking about training, what is some advice you would give to them being green uh, work, in the business
1: workout? Like, so I would give the advice of, Hey bro, do some Hindu squats, work out, um, do cardio. That's never gets easier in wrestling, and you have to be able to do that stuff. Um, other advice would be, you know, don't give up. It's hard. Wrestling is real hard. Um, never give up. Find something that you like and study it. Take off your fan glasses and put on your pro wrestler glasses and break stuff down. Um, that's pretty much the feed, like the feedback I would tell someone that's new. Like one of my students just like was freaking out. He was like, oh, I want to quit. I don't think I can be a wrestler. I have a lot of stuff on my plate. And I told him, like, how do you know you can't be a pro wrestler when you've not tried it? And he's like, well, I have this going on, this going on. I'm like, dude, it's a marathon, not a sprint.
3: How many days a week are you down there training? Um, so I train every Thursday.
1: The, yeah, schools, okay. the school right now is like they have Tuesday and Thursday classes. Um, thurs- the Tuesday classes, Josh Prohibition runs, um, you know, big backyard wrestling, mm-hmm. video game legend, Josh Prohibition um he's a big cleveland guy big legend here so he has a lot of knowledge and then thursdays it's dom and i that run the classes
2: okay nice man same kids in both class yeah so
1: we have it broken up into like um we have it broken up into like skill set wise so like the two the tuesday classes sort of have like the no more like tenure guys uh but the thursday classes the tenure guys are welcome but we also get like uh the new kids Like, I love watching new kids train. Like, it's the best. My favorite is teaching new kids how to punch each other because they just fucking hit each other real hard. (laughs) I love it.
0: Um, Aside from your violent style, a big reason that I know me personally, I'm sure probably the other two could agree on, that I instantly became a fan with you was your look. The whole custom designer gear and paying your respects to classic films within your gear and in your promos and all that stuff um i mean speaking of your gear that dungeon of doom shirt dog stash pages i know you ain't listening dog we give my man the fucking sponsorship you know what i'm saying but uh (laughs) did did you ever really consider that being part of your character or your gimmick or is it just always been a i'm gonna be myself and hurt people in the process
1: when i first dude when i first started like they like this is something i'm very adamant on when i first started like, some wrestlers, like, some vets were like, this is your gimmick. You're going to be this. So then I, like, tried for, like, years to be this gimmick that just was lame and it wasn't me. So then I just figured out, I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to do do myself. I'm going to just bet on my own myself, and I'm just going to do what I think cool. So, like, that's where, like, my one of my favorite wrestlers is Scott Hall. So, Scott Hall, he always had that drip, right? So I was like, all right, fuck this. I have a degree in visual communication and graphic design, so I just start making gear uh, or make design and gear on, like, Photoshop. And I'm like, this is going to be sick. And, like, I love, like, like I love Supreme. Like, I love fashion. Like, fashion's cool. So, like, I love Supreme. I love, you know, vintage shit. So, I'm like, I'm going to make my wrestling gear look like this. So, like, I got the Louis Vuitton Supreme, like, yeah, custom. The I'm Louis like,
3: Vuitton shit is always dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fuck with that yeah. shit heavy, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was, like, this is rad, so I just cut
1: it, and, like, I think I always thought the Steiner Brothers had cool gear, so I always split my singlet, like, in the two, and I have, like, the Prick Flair, or the Razor Ramon drip, and then I have the Louis or, like, Gu- I have a Gucci gear that I don't wear yet, or wear anymore, because it's a little older. Okay, but, like, okay. I just want my gear to look cool, and, like, now I'm just, like, sort of paying homage to Justice, uh, because, like, he wears snakeskin, so, like, my new gear that I have is, like, black and green. Obviously, like, it is an homage to Ricky, but... The other side's like black snakeskin, So I'm like, for me, personally, it's like an homage to those guys. But like, it just looks pretty cool.
0: That's super sick, dude. I also remember like before actually seeing you in person, I remember like kind of seeing you across social media in that group, the production with Eddie Only and Dan Housen. Uh, One, I was wondering, do you still keep in contact with those two guys? So Eddie Only is
1: my best friend. I hang out with him pretty much every day, um, which is pretty weird to say. But like we live like five minutes away from each other. Um, I talked to Dan housing a lot. I try to keep in touch with him like once a week. Um, I know he is hurt right now, obviously with his leg. Um, but he's like, was a little bit down, um, because like, he's all messed up with his leg, but you know, just keep on social media. There's going to big things happening with them.
3: Yeah, sure. He has a, he got a real good YouTube grind for sure.
1: Oh, that's he, he and I talked about social media, like real hard when he like was in my group. Um, and he was like, just hit it hard. So like, that's, what I've been doing real hard lately. I'm just trying to throw as much content out there as I can. Good
3: shit.
1: When did he blow up?
2: Was it, was it like right before the production thing or is it during that that he did like the RJ thing? Like it seemed like like, he did the no swearing thing and then it just skyrocketed. uh, No, he was
1: in the production. Um, He was in the production with that, but it was like sort of towards the end um, because like, yeah, it was a bit towards the end. One thing, not to derail this, because I love talking about uh, Dan, House, and Eddie. Only you guys need a Twitter. Like you guys need to be more active on Twitter.
2: They don't so know I've- how to use the Twitter machine. <laughs> There is an feel, ESP Twitter. Look, that all don't I know use.
0: is I'm already too goddamn addicted to just Facebook and Instagram. I'm like, I will, I'll abandon my family. If I get on Twitter, dog. Yeah, just I give me like,
2: the, just give me the Twitter. I'll, no, yeah, I'll, and I'll, my, Twitter. And my
3: thing with social media is I've always been more of like a lurker, not like a person who's trying to like suck in all the clout. You know what I mean?
2: So like, that's I why like,
3: I, yeah, that's why I never really did. did Atticus Twitter was big. always on
0: my ass about that shit. He's like, dude, he's like, you are like, he's like, it's kind of like seeing an iceberg. He's like, the shit you guys see is like that top of that iceberg. He's like Twitter's that that bottom half.
1: Yo, <laughs> no, that's the best way to explain it. Like I um, like I IWC is real weird with that. Like I'm very Twitter based. Like I love promoting on Twitter. Like my Facebook, like I have like a lot of like family and like friends on it. So we're like, I don't want to post pictures of me bleeding. Like, I don't want my, I don't want my grandma to be like, why are you bleeding? Or like, I don't want my aunts to be like, I'm, I'm scared for your mental health that you're bloody. (laughs) So like, I keep that stuff on Twitter or, uh, yeah. So like, IWC was real weird for me for that because they have all those Facebook groups. So like now I've sort of bought in and I just post in those groups and in my head, I'm like, I'll post in these groups. I just hope it doesn't show up on my newsfeed. So
2: if it does, I don't want to know, but i've sort of made the move to facebook i honestly don't think it does
1: oh perfect
2: because i think they've said something about a promo and like i think i went to your actual page and i was like it's not here and then i had to go to the group i I,
1: I literally just post it in the in the groups always yeah so good it's good a few moments later all right derek so before zoom uh was
0: so rude to interrupt us and tell us we only have 40 minutes per call um we were talking about the whole production group and all that. I was wondering, do you think there's ever a chance of you guys having like a reunion run?
1: Oh, for sure. Um, there will be. I don't know when. Um, me and Eddie only tag team for life. That's my boy. Like I just told you, um, I would love to tag wrestling with them again. I was really trying to get them to be on my uh, revenge team uh, in Area PA for like the team that we're I have against Aaron Draven's team. But he's like busy somewhere else on vacation, so he couldn't do that. Um and Danhausen, wherever he ends up, we'll meet again. <laughs> I got you.
0: So I was gonna get into IWC, but I I feel like we're gonna get down the wormhole with that conversation. So, real quick, before we get into IWC, I was gonna say, let's touch on the revenge thing. I've seen you promoting that. What what's the storyline you guys got going in that into that?
1: Um, no storyline, um, battle of Lake Erie. So I just assume it's my bad guy survivor series team against Aaron Draven's good guy survivor series team. Um, again, Aaron Draven's like a weirdo legend, uh, around like Midwest independent wrestling. So like, I'm glad I get to wrestle him. Um, the storyline obviously with that is he likes to party and I like to make very horror movies, I guess. So I just wanted my team to be all girls because I thought it would be hilarious. Besides that, he only and me. Um, but the booking committee was like, nah, we have to have some people on your team that are good uh, or that are men that could fight. So it's me and Colby Redd, my old production tag team partner. First incarnation. Very old. Good dude. He's jacked. Um, Chase Gold from IWC. His wife Elish and he's, he's jacked.
3: Uh, <laughs> Colby looks Cole like Carter a fucking toddler uh, compared to Chase Gold.
1: <laughs> Cole Carter uh called Chase Gold a fucking tooth, and that shit fucking had me dying.
0: It's not wrong, man. Um also you've been doing work at Rise. I was wondering what any cool storylines you got going on over there.
1: Uh Rise Wrestling was pretty sweet while it lasted. Um I've been future endeavored from Rise so that that is what it is um i'm ex- this is uh officially on your podcast breaking news you know uh new story you heard it here first on your podcast um i am an iwc exclusive in pittsburgh
3: hell yeah that's what i like to hear all right that's really what we like to hear because even yeah. from your first the first time you showed up to iwc we we're like man It'd be really nice for Derek to come back. And you kind of like even maybe tease the Cody like, yeah, you know, I'll be back for the next show. You know what I mean? And here we, here we fucking are now, baby. You haven't left. You know what I mean? So we're fucking with it. I haven't left. Just bring in the violence. Let's go. All
0: right. So we'll get right into this IWC exclusive then. And we'll talk right about last month at the Pittsburgh Classic in the battle royal. You made your presence known by eliminating people like you were fucking Kane in 01. Um. <laughs> All I know, dog, is you got eliminated, allegedly. I I can't confirm or deny that. But uh
1: I don't think the bottom of my feet touched the floor though. What I gotta fucking to oh,
0: A lot of people, you know, want to know about Andrew Palace and all that. What I want to know is did you eat a
1: cheesesteak yet? No, I fucked those guys. You saw me beat the crap yeah, out of them. The way he
3: threw fucking Ricky out of the ring, I do not think he ate a cheesesteak, bro. I'm telling you, dog. You need to eat a cheesesteak for the one time. You'll fucking... Bro, I... Do I,
1: you want to talk about Kane? I gave that little guy a boot to the face. <laughs> straight to the face. And I'm not that tall. I get my leg up there. I can hit you in the chest. I smoked him in the face, bro. And then try to throw him out of the ring. by doing <laughs> fire. I tried to decapitate... Head you head almost up. did
2: decapitate him, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ricky. <laughs> that was All like I the beat. funniest, like elimination attempt like, like Cody and I are just like oh my fucking god like he just bounced off the ropes like right back to you you were like you look like so indignant like what the fuck are you still here for <laughs> that's what I think I probably said that
1: and then when I threw him out of the ring
2: I kind. all right so
1: like I try not to get mad but I kind of got mad so when I threw him out of the ring I fucking threw him out of the ring like he was out of the ring he didn't even touch the ring uh, oh we, we saw that no, for sure <laughs> So I threw him so hard out of the ring oh. and referee Potter looked at me and he had this look of disdain in his face of what just happened. And I go, he's out of the ring now. And I turned away. And when I went in the back, I was like, yo, bro, you okay? He's like, oh, I was fine. And in my head, I still feel very
3: bad about it. He was well, like, Because not to mention, bro, you fucking, then you helicoptered Cliff Klepto onto him, like right, Moments after. <laughs> I feel bad.
2: Like chase Gordy's gorilla press in a grown ass man, (laughs) (laughs)
3: like
1: they. I felt bad, but they in the back there, like that was awesome. So like I'm gonna. Goddamn
3: right, those boys know a fucking time it is. This shit was awesome. I'm gonna have to buy that dude a drink though. I feel bad about it.
1: (laughs) You need to eat a cheesesteak, dog. I'm telling you. Hell no, (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to eat anything that they give me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like I was saying, allegedly Palace won. I think it's a fluke victory. However, you made sure you came back, took the trophy that was rightfully yours. But uh, w- before we move on, I got a, I got a bone to pick with you. I already touched on it on the podcast. I never want to see you Photoshop the superstar tag on the <laughs> fucking trip. You're a superstar, Derek. You can't I don't know
1: what you're it. talking about, bro. It says IWC.
0: <laughs> you can't do that to me, dog. Um, <laughs> uh, later on that night, though, I mean, that wasn't the last we seen him, you. Later on that night, Ella Shea's in her match, and you help her uh, put an end to the the long title reign that Katie Arquette has had. You know, you clear your sinuses, and then you uh, go out of there pretty fast because traffic traffic back to Cleveland can be a little rough sometimes. So
1: well, well, had to get, hit the road. And then Andy came out throwing
0: a temper tantrum, dog. So I don't know what's going on. My biggest question to you is: was this a strict message towards Andrew Palace, or do you got a bone to pick with Katie as well?
1: uh so andrew palace and i like i told you i used to wrestle in those shitty ass west virginia shows bro so i would drive down to west virginia and i would wrestle but i met somebody at these shows and i met young little small afro having andrew palace so me and andrew palace were very young wrestlers at the same time and we would go to these shows and we would wrestle on these shows and we would you know wrestle not wrestle each other we wrestle each other a few times but we just wrestled all these people. And I just, you know, we became friends. But the fork in the road happened, and I sort of went my way to where I was wrestling with PWX and Rise, and Andrew Palace was wrestling with IWC. But the one thing that always bothered me, and this is like dead-ass serious, so like the one thing that always bothered me is like, I felt like I was a kid standing at the window watching my friends play on the outside to where I couldn't play with them. So like I would watch people like Andrew Palace have bangers. I'd watch people like Michael Wardlow have bangers and I never got that calling. And I feel Andrew Palace could have helped me out. You know, he's a boy. He was a boy with me. We had all our first matches together. We shook each other's hands, but he never was like, Hey, plumber, call up Derek. Let's, let's bring him over to IWC. I had to do that myself. So strict message to Andrew Palace. Maybe if he was a better boyfriend that Katie Arquette, maybe I wouldn't have had to, clear my sinuses out i got it i got it so january
0: 22nd you'll both be in attendance obviously probably awaiting to see if the reset button selects either one of you for any of the title matches um do you expect andy to try to get even with you in any type of way or are you just gonna be ready for that at any moment in time
1: i'm ready for andrew palace i don't care if it's at the carriage in the carriage in parking lot i don't care if it's outside of uh court time or whatever that place is called I don't care if it's on the balcony, I'll be ready. Um I want that smoke. You know I'm about that violence. So, like Andrew Andrew Pellis wants fun. I want violence. Let's see um what prevails.
3: If a so, fucking fight broke out at the carriage, that would be fucking legendary. <laughs> that I'm just I can see it in my head now. You know, like it's a straight bar brawl into the parking lot. That yeah, I don't know if you're just you it know it looks I mean, like an old yeah. APA that fucking good. promo. And shit. <laughs> That, that's my type of fucking after party right there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, Cody
1: knows what my after parties are like. So maybe it'll happen. I'm violent. <laughs> I'll catch Angel Palace with that uh, that right hook.
0: Um, Is there any title in particular you hope the reset button would maybe select you for, or do you strictly want to be in that 16-bit in, in hopes of having the reset button?
1: Nah, I don't want that laptop. I think it's corny. Um, Everyone loves that laptop. I'm not about that life. Motherfucker, uh, you're ruining my pick,
0: dog. I want you to have the goddamn reset button. What the fuck?
1: Maybe I'll be in it. Maybe I'll be in it. I don't know. Um, if I'm in it, I want to be number one. Uh, hair to hair first. I want to be number one if I'm in that um, battle royal thing because that's I'm, I'm the man. Um, but I really want the super indie title. Cole Carter, you know, I beat him up before. I will beat him up again. I didn't. I got very angry in that match to where I just didn't care about the title anymore. I just want to end his career. Um that got the best of me. Didn't work out too well. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll face Bach. I don't think Bach knows who his opponent is. Maybe I'll face
2: him.
0: What do you guys say about this? Think Mr. He, I think you would White? welcome
2: that. I mean, he said you're on the list, so I I want to have a violent
1: match with him uh, where I just want to bleed. So like, <laughs> if your brother can make me bleed and I can make him bleed, we can uh we can uh make make uh, money there.
0: And then you guys go to erotica after and fucking celebrate together. <laughs> um, there's not too much else I can really think about going into the reloaded thing. You've touched on palace. You've touched on Katie. You've touched on bulk.
2: You've touched on all the good stuff. Um, I have a question. So was IWC always like, you mentioned it kind of like you saw your friends playing and like you're on the outside looking in. So was that a goal from the beginning? Like to get like be in IWC?
1: When I first started wrestling, the goal was always to be an absolute intense wrestling in Cleveland. Like, that's my favorite promotion. Um, And I got that. Uh, Second promotion was IWC. Uh, Like I said, I used to watch IWC as a kid. Um, So, like, I always wanted that. But I thought for some reason it was very unobtainable um, to – now I'm here. So, it is obtainable. So, like, I was very – and I take it very serious. So, like, I – it was the goal. I just didn't think I would achieve it. But now that I'm there, I'm not going to let it slip by. I'm going to, you know, change the scene and wrestle as violent as I can.
0: Take storylines and belts and all that out of the equation right now, knowing the locker room being that you have been at IWC a couple times. Is there a list of guys that you, at the top of your list that you'd like to perform with that you haven't got to yet?
1: Um, so my guy, Zach Nystrom, like me and him are boys. I want to wrestle him real bad. Um, I know if we wrestle each other, it's just going to be us fighting each other for real because he's a maniac and he hits people hard and I just want to be hit hard so I can hit people real hard back. Um, so I would want to wrestle him. I like Dime a lot, so I don't want to wrestle Dime. Um, <laughs> I really like him a lot. He's my guy too. Um, but I want to work with Bulk, Bulk School. Um, he's a big guy. I can be a hoss too. Um, another person that I like a lot is Johnny Patch old John Patch. Um, I'm going to get to work with him at Revenge, but I feel if I wrestled him at IWC, it would be a, it would mean something more to me. Um, and then we can go down that list of legends that I want to wrestle. I really want to wrestle Super Hentai, um, just because he's a little, little bastard. We've
0: all said um, on the pod, too. We think that match would be phenomenal. Have you wrestled Hentai's. him
1: before? No, I've never wrestled Hentai before. Um, I talk to him every single day. I talk to him and Shirley Doe every day um Shirley no obviously big pittsburgh legend iwc legend um we have this weird like group chat between us three um uh, and i just get fed like all this news from these pittsburgh legends so then it's like cool but i want to wrestle hentai because he's a little short bastard and i just want to beat him up real bad because he hits people hard and i want to be hit hard like i said
0: <laughs> i got you i got you um
1: uh, before iwc and the reloaded show
0: comes up though next thursday you got your hands full with uh sending messages to tony Khan and letting them know the violence is coming to aew very soon if uh he books you on dark or anything but because you got max caster i was wondering if you want to touch on that match at all
1: oh for sure i i'm wrestling platinum max um max is cool max is really good did you know i don't know if you know this max caster's dad used to play in the nfl He played for the Jets, which is real weird. I was doing some research because I'm doing a vignette on him. I just want to talk the most shit I can because, you know, he's going to bring the fire back to me. Um, So I just want to, you know, I just want to lay it down first so he can smoke me later. It's cool. Um, But I'm very excited for the match. I think it's going to be a match that is going to be something that I can show out for and show people that, you know, I can go. It doesn't just have to be violence. I can have a solid technical match if I need to be. Um I love where Max came from. He came from Creator Pro. Um, like the same where Bear Country came from, MJF came from. Um, a lot of guys that come to AIW have gone or came from that school, and I respect them. So, like talking to Bear Country last at the IWC show last time they were there. Um, I told them I'm to gonna wrestle Max and they're like, that's gonna be real sick. Um, so a lot of people are looking forward to it. I just want to, you know, deliver if that makes the most sense. Um, because Maybe I maybe I want to deliver and send the match to AEW. And if that's where this ends or takes off, that'll be awesome. If not, it is what it is.
0: This is kind of a sidebar question. If if you were able to like gain a contract right now, is there anywhere in particular you would want to sign?
1: I would want to sign with the AEW and I would want to manage Abaddon. I like I don't know a, why that's I a fucking that's a super
0: different answer I wasn't expecting. That's why I fuck with it, heaven. Um <laughs> I do worry, though, that you're getting soft on us there. So what's up nah. with all this bird watching bullshit?
1: <laughs> so, all right. So this is clearly not wrestling question. Um, my Eric Ryan. So I love Eric Ryan. I hang out with him a lot. You know, King of the Deathmatch, multiple times King of the Deathmatch. Um, dude wrestles in Japan and on light tubes and in bare boards. Um, I go over his house all the time. So I was hanging out at his house. We're watching TV. I looked over and I don't know if it was his girlfriends or something. There was a book and it said bird watching in Cleveland, Ohio. So I started roasting. I'm like, what the fuck is this book, Eric? So he's like, That's, it's he's like, it's not mine. And me and Eric and Eddie only, we have um a little thing between us, like we call each other bird boys, and we all have like uh hand turkey tattoos on us. So we all have matching hand turkey tattoos. So I was like, why do you have this? Like, is this like a joke that you're going to give me or me already me only? He goes, no, it's my girlfriend's. So I thought it would be funny to post on my Instagram, like, hey, I'm birdwatching. I'm, I'm really into bird watching now or some corny shit. So I post it, right? And like I said earlier, um, I have a lot of like regular people from like school that are on my Instagram. Like it's kind of personal kind of wrestling. So all of a sudden this dude hits me up, but I don't follow him. So I had to like accept his like message. Uh, and let, let me, let me read it. Let me read this message to you right now because it's wild. Um, where is this at? I think I deleted them after I talked to you about it yesterday. So I'm just going to your thread. <laughs> All right. So this dude messages me and he goes, my parents got me that same book when I was in fifth grade, they have both since passed away, but I still have that book. Mind you. There is no messages prior to this, no messages after this. This is the very first message this person that I've not talked to in years sends me. So I'm thinking about it. And I go, How the fuck do I reply to this message? One, it's the very first message, and he goes real fucking sad about his dead grandparents and about a book. Clearly, he's not getting my sarcasm. Like, how do you how do you never message someone before but start with that tragic shit? So the only <laughs> only thing i did was like all right i'm gonna give it the heart emoji and i left it at that bro like i didn't give him a follow back like i gave him the heart emoji and i went about my day like that's some sad tragic shit to hit someone
2: (laughs) with (laughs) oh man
3: oh man gave him the heart emoji though
2: Like an actual heart emoji, or did you just like double tap? No, I gave comment? him the
3: double tap on the comment <laughs> on the on the message, bro. <laughs> oh man! About my man's dead parents. <laughs> like, how do I reply? No, how, no, please. How I'm how sitting here thinking, reply? bro. I I have no fucking idea whatsoever, No, I'd still be sitting here just thinking about it. I'd be <laughs> fucked up.
2: Days later, you should just reply. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, sick. Oh sorry, I thought I replied to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't see this. My bad. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> so
0: I've been told by somebody that uh you appreciate a good rib. I was wondering if you wanted to share a good rib story, maybe that has happened to you or that you've done to somebody
1: else. Oh, it's sick. This so this is the fun part about wrestling. I love ribs, ribs are the best. Not talking about like some shitty cliff klepto ribs. I'm um, talking about like the best ribs here. So I love porn. So I'm a bit like when I was younger, I was a big porn kid. So I love doing like looking at porn stars. I was all about it. Sir, I have so, Christy Mac tattooed on my leg. I get it. I, I know you do. I know you do. So this, this is a segue here. So Christy Mack was stripping in Pittsburgh. Um, she was at one of the show, one of the buildings. So I was at PWX um, real young, real young in the business. Me and Ricky were on the show. So I go, Ricky, let's go to this strip club so we can see her it's city. You know, it's like maybe an hour away from shitty McKeesport. Um, so we get in the car. Ricky's like, hey, drink my energy drink so you're not tired. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I drink this energy drink down. So as I'm going, to the, as we're driving to this strip club, I get real quiet because I'm sitting there and Ricky starts asking me these weird questions He's like, are you OK, man? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm fine. But as I'm sitting there, I just get this weird, weird, weird boner as I'm in the car and I can't figure out why I got this fucking bone. So I'm just sitting here. I'm like, man, maybe, maybe I got this like road boner from being in the car. And so Ricky's like, are you okay? You're real quiet. I'm like, dude, I got a boner. I don't know why. And so we go into the strip club and that's like, I just have this boner the whole fucking time, dog. So we're just watching these strippers and Ricky starts buying me lap dances from these strippers. And I'm just like, fucking like, I know how to contain myself at a strip club, but I just have this boner and I've had it for like hours now. And we finally leave and I'm like, get a heck, I have a headache. I'm like feeling sick. And I get in the car and I just have this boner. And I just fall asleep. I'm pissed. And Ricky, I like as I'm sleeping, Ricky's talking to the other guy we're hit. And Ricky's like, I kind of feel bad. He still has a boner and he's like sick and he's like miserable. And he goes, Maybe I shouldn't have gave him a Viagra. Ricky <laughs> slipped me a fucking Viagra <laughs> energy drink, bro. So I palm this energy drink down and I just have a rock hard fucking bone. <laughs> The whole time at the strip club and when i woke up i was i was woke up and i'm like dude we have to go to the rest stop we go to this rest stop and i start like taking a dump and like i just start throwing up at the same time like, huh. like i'm just unleashing and like i was so i had such a headache i walked out and boner went away after that well <laughs> like ricky was like yeah man i gave you a God.
3: yeah
1: <sighs> that's the worst rib that's ever happened to me
2: oh jesus uh-huh. christ <laughs>
3: I, road can, road. I just imagine my man, though, he's, he's sitting in the car. He's sitting there and he's thinking hard as fuck. He's like, why the fuck is my <laughs> dick this hard right now? <laughs> that, that's what it was.
1: I was like, uh, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I just wrestled a fucking <clears throat> shitty match. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why am I so fucking turned on in this car? Like, <laughs> God, anything else.
3: Uh,
1: like so Ricky told that story on Stone Cold's podcast. And Stone oh,
3: Cold started laughing about it. Fuck.
1: So, like, I I used to hate that story. So if, you know, Stone Cold likes that story, I guess I can share that story. Man, that's now.
3: a fire story. That's good shit. <laughs> God damn, man. You scared John away. <laughs> I know.
1: There an, there's another rib story with Ricky. So we went to Tournament of Death. And, like, I talk shit. Like, I just talk all this shit. Like, I love talking shit. I'm about that life. So I'm just talking shit to Ricky the whole time. And so I'm, like, sitting there in the toilet going to the bathroom. And all of a sudden, these little fucking cups start flying in at me. And I look. And I'm like sitting there, and there's a video that Eric Ryan must have posted online somewhere. Ricky's throwing cups of piss at me as I'm like oh going my to the, bathroom. God, what the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck? So I immediately get out of the bath, like out of the toilet. I start like throwing punches at him, and I'm like pissed off. But like as I was doing that, I made sure I took my underwear off. And it was like I've been traveling for days, so it was like gross. Like it wasn't like stained or anything, it was just like sweaty, nasty underwear. So I left my underwear in Eric Ryan's car. So that shit does baked for like days. And he was like, Why is my car smell like balls? And it was just my nasty-ass underwear just chilling. And once he found it, like, months later, he was like, I fucking hate you. I'm like, don't throw piss
3: on me. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fuck. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's a fucking good one. That's fucked up.
0: (laughs) A
1: few moments later.
0: Typically, we end the podcast with two things. Uh, The first one being a personal Mount Rushmore of your four favorite wrestlers of all time. Don't have to be if they were good, bad if they're they drew any of that shit. Just your personal four favorites.
1: All right, sick. Uh, my personal favorite, obviously Raven. Raven's my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, ECW Raven. That's when he was the fucking man. Um, then Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. I'll throw him in there. Um, I'm considering this one. Like they would be like two heads stacked on top of each other, like a like a fucking uh, totem pole kind of style if this is my Mount Rushmore, the Dudley Boys, um, because they're fucking sick. And then... My last one I would do... This will be a toss-up. I'll do... Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome.
0: Mike Awesome is a fucking phenomenal answer. Dude, I feel like he's super
1: underrated, to be honest with you. He was Um, doing shit. He was doing shit in ECW that I've never seen done still. Like, he was like... Power bombing people off the top rope, like those ropes had to be so tight. I always—that's a move that I would love to do, but like I just, the ropes aren't that tight for me. Two hundred and seventy pounds and a hundred fucking and fifty pounds somebody else, I can't do that.
0: Too, I just picture it though—you'd fucking be launching some motherfucker, Andrew Palace. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have um, good luck with them turnbuckle power bombs, as we saw. So give them a you missed
1: one. out on the best—the rip talk.
2: I'll go back and listen. My, my, Zoom, <laughs> my Zoom was just like, I'm, I'm not going to work anymore. So have a good day.
1: Um, and then
0: the last thing we end the podcast with is the 10 random questions. You listen, you already know how it is. It's 10 random. No, these aren't for you. Next 10, go to the next person. So we'll start out with number one is, are you interested in or have you invested in the NFTs?
1: um i do like nfts i don't know about them there's a guy at my gym that knows about them and he's going to teach me and then i'm going to buy and then i'm going to become a millionaire
2: fuck yeah Fuck yeah! You, um, you seem like a guy that would be into that digital art
1: because i'm wearing a beanie is that what you're saying, what you're saying? no just because
2: like <laughs> like I, I just up. see you as being into like all right this is road. coming from the
3: almond joy guy What's fucking uh, no, calm no, no, no. down it's,
2: it's <laughs> no 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 it's not a it's not a disrespect thing it's a compliment like if you see the nfts like they're like real weird artsy shit and like like a lot of graffiti stuff and stuff like that and i can see coming into that I
3: come to you for almond joys you come <laughs> you for graffiti? dang dang I give you almond man.
2: joy and a nestle crush
3: yo think- what if they got an almond joy nft made though <laughs> Hell yeah, boys. Look now it, we're getting it. somewhere.
2: Now the pot's actually getting where Wearing a bump nasty t shirt. <laughs> I'd no. buy it. You don't make fun of me, and then it'd be worth a million dollars from that. And true,
1: enjoy- no, bro. An almond joy NFT where it's like pixelated, that's where it's at. Yeah.
2: i Photoshop that shit.
1: That's it. John's had enough of the bullying. in the doub-
3: game? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'll rock the fuck out of that. <laughs> The second question we got is how
0: many times have you been in Facebook jail? And if so, if you have been, what was the last reason?
1: I've never been in Facebook jail. I don't know what it is. I've said some wild shit, but like I cleaned it all up because I'm trying. I don't want that to prevent me from getting a job anywhere.
3: Yeah. yeah. Maybe you really just don't get reported. I think a lot of that has to do with your like shit getting reported. You know what I mean? I've never been in Facebook jail either, so I don't know how that shit works. I keep the like fuck up on. with this thing. <laughs> I like the lurk though. So it's all lurk. Yeah, man uh three is
1: what's the weirdest thing you've ever ate i'm a very big picky eater so i don't eat a lot of food i eat like literally i hate lettuce lettuce is the worst thing ever i hate it that's i'm being straight up uh so weirdest thing i've ever ate i don't even know um
0: dog the next hardcore match you're in your opponent has to hit you with a fucking
1: bro a if fucking head of lettuce. Throws, so I'll give this one. If someone throws lettuce at me on site, I will
2: fight them for real.
1: Like, bad <laughs> ass. Like, I don't even care. I hate lettuce. I'm
2: going to um, make the call right now. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if the reset button picks you, there'll be lettuce. Hulk <laughs> well, Nasty is just twirling or fucking juggling <laughs>
0: things with lettuce.
1: Um, I don't even know, dude. There's I don't eat anything weird to say, like, weird. Um, Yeah, I can't answer this question. Um, probably the weirdest thing I've eaten was like probably seafood of some sort.
3: No, you like, you, not, ate sushi? like you ate some, you ate raw fish before though, like sushi? yeah, sushi, maybe yeah, sushi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would consider that different. So, there you go. Somebody at my work today
0: brought in fucking, it was mushroom chocolate. And I was like, what in the fuck is this?
3: The only time I've had mushroom chocolates is when I'm fucking going (laughs) to the other fucking planet, dog. So, you know what I mean? Tune me in with that guy.
0: That's what I thought it was. And then he was like, no, no, it's just some fancy chocolate. And I was just like, dog, who the fuck just puts mushrooms in there?" together?
3: Yeah, with your truffle chocolate. (laughs) I want fucking, if you are got mushrooms in there, dog, it better be good fucking high quality mushrooms, man. Come on now.
0: Number 4 is would you rather cry out tiny rocks instead of tears or sweat
1: pickle juice. Bro, I'd rather cry out rocks. Uh, pickle juice is gross. I like like I hate like I hate that smell. I'd rather cry out rocks. Oh,
3: you're Yeah, cuz you, you ain't a pussy so you don't got to worry about crying anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're fucking good.
0: <laughs> um, number 5 is would you rather a gift be materialistic or
1: have an experience. Um, I That's, that's a hard fucking question. Um, I like, I like to live my life with experiences. Um, so like impulsively, I would say that, but as I'm like an older dude, I like to look back on stuff that I have. Like I just, yesterday I just framed all these like autographed eight by tens I have. Um, and in my head, I'm like, that's cool that I have proof that I've met these people, but the experience is sweet as well because you get to live that and you remember that. But if you want to pass on a legacy to someone like, like you have a kid. Like, so you want to give that to your kid, your daughter or your kid so they have that. So, like, the older I get, I say materialistic shit just because of that. But if it's something sentimental, like from – if my dad would give me something, and it doesn't need to be, like, something that's, like, materialistic. Like, if it's something sentimental from my family, I get that. But if I'm collecting shit, I want that materialistic shit so I can pass it on. So I want my kids to be like – if I have kids, I want them to be like, man, my dad was lit. He had fucking collector's (laughs) items. He met fucking – tammy cinch yeah fuck yeah
0: all right the next question is perfect for you derek because it's right down your alley the neon tarantino if there was a movie about you
1: who would play you so i think i think jonah hill right now where he's looking like a like a fucking super villain that's who would play me like jonah hill with the blonde slick back hair the like blazer jacket fucking tattoo deal big old kind of movie
3: what kind of is it like a is it like because i love jonah hill and ever it's fuck man it's hard to say because i i love his comedy shit but then i also love whenever he is doing like some serious like he looks like some serious mafia style shit bro (laughs) i would like him to do that for you but like it mixed like it'd be some comedy shit but he like how he is like fucking he's dripped out like he's fucking in the mob, bro that is you that would be so fucking good that's exactly what you would get just get the fucking
0: You get the fucking uh, boner story and then it's him so hitting somebody good. with a chair. Dog. Oh, dude. my
3: God. Him in the boner story. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's that's fucking money, dude. So like so boner story If
1: Jonah Hill is telling that boner story. So if we're a movie right now, so it has to be a flashback sequence. So Jonah Hill's is going to look like he didn't accept it where he had like the stupid haircut. <laughs> yeah, the haircut. Yo,
3: That's fire. You thought this through. <laughs> Not that this is it. This is right.
1: That would look like. <laughs> But now, like, I've dripped out, like, so now I'm cool. So,
3: like, I, I'm not
1: embarrassed. I can say that
3: story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I would watch the fuck out of that. That'd be mad funny. <laughs> uh, number seven is,
0: what's something on your bucket list you haven't yet accomplished?
1: Uh, is this wrestling or just life? Either or. Or both. Um, I want to wrestle in Mexico real bad because uh, it's wild. Um, Eric Ryan re- wrestled in Mexico and the place where he wrestled. Or the place where he stayed, the next day someone got decapitated in that same place. Oh, hell so yeah. So I want to I live that life.
3: Oh, did you ever vacation in Mexico before?
1: Yeah, bro. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to Mexico a whole bunch of times. And yes. I remember um, I was walking through, and there was like a little pharmacy. And I went into the pharmacy. And my girlfriend at the time was like, bro, like shoes were weird. I was like, I want to buy some Somas because I watched every shoot interview. And these wrestlers just geeked out of their mind on Somas. <laughs> i'm like trying to buy these somas and my girlfriend was like no 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 oh, no
3: she wasn't having it
1: nah so she ruined my fun so i never tried oh Soma, but...
3: god damn so
1: then you fucking ben water and fucking went
3: home <laughs> <laughs> uh the next one is
0: Ben <laughs> oh dog those are sick um number eight is what's an ex- what's your favorite experience you've had with a fan
1: do you guys know Mario, the Pittsburgh fan? He wears he has like a mustache, he's an old dude. Um, no, not not off the top all of my right. head. So he must not go to IWC shows. So this fan, he like looks like Super Mario, but he's like all like uh he's all like he's like weirded out looking. Um he used to heckle me all the time. And I I'm wrestling, and this is like I can't get blamed for this. So the very first concussion I have. I was wrestling Beast Man, so he hits me so hard. I hit off, I fly off the ring, and I hit the guardrail with the back of my head, knocked me out. So as I'm getting up, this fan's heckling me, and he's like calling me like derogatory terms, and like this is young me, and like this is where this is where like the wheels start falling off for me in life. So he's like heckling me. I look at him and I just spit right in his face. Like this is I'm not like I've never done, <laughs> but like now if someone would do that, I would just do it like because I don't give a fuck. But like as i did i got helped to the back and they're like you spit in that fan's face and of course i'm like fucked up from my concussion and i'm like i am so sorry do you need me to apologize to that fan and they're like no and in my head like i think back on it i'm like for one fuck that fan for calling me derogatory terms two he deserves it because he spit at me so i spit at him three why would i ever apologize for anything
0: you, dude fuck that dude Now I want him to be at IWC just to see you and him interact with one another
1: again. Well, if it would be worse. Uh, like I was a a young kid at that time. Now i that's, what I'm, that's now
0: exactly I'm... why I want to see it, motherfucker. I want now to watch this like guy get stabbed.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um the number nine is if if you could know how you were gonna die, would you want to know? Yeah, absolutely. You're
1: a sicko. No, I don't want dude. Have you ever tried VR? Either of you guys? Did you say VR? Like virtual, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a virtual. Game. So there's this game I just played. It's like called Plank or whatever. So you ride this elevator up to this top and you walk out on this little plank.
3: Yeah. And like
1: you look around and like, so like now I was like, all right, fuck it. I am used to be terrified of heights. I just jump off of this VR or step, not jump. I just step off and my guy just plummets all the way to the ground. And then like you hit the ground and it, you get all fucked up from VR because it's yeah. like messing with your senses. And you start sweating. Uh-huh. Uh, but I love it. Like if I if I were to die like that, I'm fine with that. Now. So
3: yeah, in the v- so bro, that's since you bring it up in the VR, even in like regular video games, if I jump off some high shit, my whole body fucking like whew, I get like that rush down until like my character yeah. hits the fucking ground. So bro, I can actually only imagine in VR, I'd probably fucking shit myself because it regular. Wild. Yeah, I it's bet it wild. actually is because I genuinely am like me and heights don't really click. Like I used to whenever I was a kid, I didn't give a fuck like roller coasters. You know what I mean? All about, like Arrow 360, even at Kennywood, all about it. Now, bro, like, I won't even look at the Aero 360. Like, I'm not getting on. I'm not trying to be upside down, like, up high, like, that type shit, bro. Like, get me the fuck out of here.
2: Mm-hmm. But, uh,
3: dude, I, w- I would like to try that shit on, uh, on VR for sure. I just bro. picture
0: you reacted like Malibu's most wanted shit in real life. You hit the ground. You're like, man, these
3: special effects is the bomb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, it's, it's wild. Like, I've just tried it recently. Yeah. So, like, I tried a game where I was on a roller coaster. And, like, I don't like roller coasters in life. But, like... It's a video game, so I can't. And one, I was in front of my friend, so I can't be a pussy. So I'm standing in this roller coaster, and like, it's like fucking with my sensory vision, like, sensory. Like, it's real loud. The speakers are in your ear, and like, you can look around, you see it, and just like, it's like going down these hills, and it's making me feel all weird, and I'm just sweating. Uh, so, like, that was wild. But the plank one where you walk off and step off is pretty wild, too. Because- yeah, I've
3: seen that. Yeah, I gotta try that shit.
0: So, and the last question we got for you. Is what's a deal breaker for you in a
1: relationship? Uh so I um so I just got out of a super long relationship. Uh the girl cheated on me, so like that's deal breaker, don't cheat on me. That's like the end all be all. But if you're looking for something funny, um if we're gonna go for like a comedy answer, deal breaker, don't fucking take your socks off and leave them in the bed. Take those fucking boys off before you get in bed. <laughs> I ain't trying to fucking move my foot and touch your fucking little empty ass sock in my bed
2: what about leaving socks on in the bed that's fine I mean I,
1: I'm not about that life he just doesn't like, want debris socks.
0: in his bed though
1: yeah I don't want to be fucking rolling around in my bed and find this little fucking sock or in my my case fucking someone else in my bed and they find this little sock of a girl sock like, <laughs> come gonna... on <laughs> man <laughs> like, oh, not a little not a little kid like this no I know
2: <laughs>
3: Oh no, the fact no the fact you said some when you said someone else, when you said someone else spotted it. Oh, fuck. i was just keeping it real. No, I know, I know.
0: All right, Derek. Before you go, would you like to plug any upcoming shows, any merch, any social media, any of that good stuff?
1: Uh yeah. I technically in my head I'd just be like, nah, but I have a lot of stuff coming up, so I'm gonna plug it real fast. So I got new shirts. Uh they're me and Ziggy Hame. Raven's my favorite wrestler, so it's a parody of a Raven shirt. I have those. I have a whole bunch of new merch. So if you're at shows, come up through. I'll hook you up. I have a new, um, like a new clothing shop that is going to drop soon. I have like some crazy exclusive stuff. Like I have some like shoes on there, uh, which is pretty dope. Um, but show wise, I have AIW coming up. Ether. It's the thirteenth. It's me versus Platinum Maxcaster from AEW. Uh, I'm sure he's gonna say something very mean about me, and I'm gonna have to hit him real hard. That's why you need Cliff um, Clep to
0: fucking rap against them.
1: <laughs> I, I that's not happening. I could spoiler <laughs> alert, not rapping against them. I'm just gonna hit him with the microphone. Um, then I have this revenge show, February 5th. Um, it's my team, the director's grindhouse versus Draven's party squad. Um, my teams load it. It's me, Shea, Chase Gold, Ziggy Hain, and Colby Red. Um, then I have Reload It. Uh, which is 27th, January 22nd, yes. where maybe I'm going to decapitate Andrew Palace. Probably. I don't know. Um, then I have January 29th. I'm wrestling Zoe Sky. She's the angel dust. Uh, she's wrestling in IWC. You know who she is. She's pretty awesome. So I'm going to beat her up. And those are my <laughs> matches. Uh, social media, you can follow me. Um, follow me on Twitter, even though you guys don't have a Twitter. Twitter is my favorite. It's Derek underscore Dillinger and that's my plugs.
2: I like it.
0: So, and, and plus when you drop this exclusive merch thing that you got going on, let us know for sure. We'll definitely plug the fuck out of that. Yeah, That too. sounds sick. Um, yeah, dude. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for helping us start out the year. Right. Um, definitely. Can't wait to see what you have in store at IWC and everywhere else this year. Um. Definitely thank you for making time to coming
3: on here and shooting this shit with us. Fuck and yeah, we, man. We It's been a long time. We've been fucking waiting for you to get on. Yeah, dude. Uh, you know, and like like I said before, we were hoping you were going to stick around in the IWC. And, and thank what, you for it's, putting it's us over, dog, saying oh, yeah, no about, doubt, about man. the
0: fact that you used our platform to know what the fuck was even going on. Even though we lie sometimes and say people get hit by cars and they don't. We'll just we'll just keep it simple and uh, say thank you. You
2: could hit someone with a car if you want, though. We'll, we'll talk about it your Palace maybe in the parking lot of the carriage. You know what I mean?
3: We can use maybe Cody's car.
2: Fuck it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got good insurance. <laughs> Fuck it. Hell yeah, dude. Thank you again, man. For sure. Thank I you. appreciate you guys. Oh, we night. appreciate
3: you, bro. And always remember, that's...